Hello, and welcome to the Thrive in Change podcast. I'm Shannon LaBruyere. Hello, hello, everybody. It's me, Shannon LaBruyere. I am live and loving it tonight. Welcome to Sunday Night Live, where we learn how to thrive in change. We can thrive in the change we planned and that we wanted that maybe disappointed us or maybe it thrilled us, but it's still stressful, right? We can also thrive in the change that we didn't want, that we weren't expecting, the unwelcome or unwanted change. I'm here to tell you that it is possible to thrive in the midst of all of it. And the key is principles, learning the principles that allow us to sink our roots deep and be nourished, even when our branches aren't blooming and community, which is what Sunday Night Live is all about. This is a place where you can join with others who are also learning and growing and wanting to get better at leading ourselves. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for coming. And we are going to have a great night tonight talking about, hold on a second, what happened to my notes? There they are. Um, we are going to have a great time talking tonight about stories. Everybody loves a story. And sometimes we don't realize that we are telling ourselves stories. And because of that, I thought it would be good to explore a little bit about stories, what they mean to us, what maybe the impact they have on us, things that we might not anticipate. So tonight our Thrive Principle is hashtag bring, no, hashtag find the beauty. It's always bring the honor. I'm addicted to bring the honor. But tonight it is hashtag find the beauty. Find the beauty. I want to remind you that finding the beauty does not mean that we ignore things that aren't beautiful. It just means we acknowledge the things that are. Okay? Finding the beauty means that we don't ignore the things that aren't beautiful, but we do acknowledge the things that are. So tonight we're talking about find the beauty. And Sunday Night Live is brought to you by the world's best coffee, Thumb Roast Coffee. And you can get that at thumbroastcoffee.com. It makes a great gift. You can go to thumbroastcoffee.com choose from a selection of delicious, wonderful, every one of them is great coffee blends and coffee roasts. And you can have those shipped directly to your loved one. You don't have to take it to the post office. You don't have to pay extra. You can have it shipped directly to them and they are going to love you for it. And you don't have to tell them if you don't want to, that you got 15% off by using your Thrive code, T-H-R-I-V-E at thumbroastcoffee.com gets you 15%, excuse me, 15% off of your order. So I encourage you to do that. You will not be sorry. And welcome everybody. Welcome Kelly. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for jumping on. We're talking tonight about stories. So right now, it's early December, we're right in the thick of the holiday season, and I was thinking about some of my holiday experiences, some of my stories, and one of them really stands out. When I was growing up, my mom particularly was really, really adamant 
that we find families, usually a family, um, in our community that we could give Christmas gifts to. And usually the Goodfellows or an organization like that would do it. And one year it was the fire department. So my mom went up to the fire station and she chose a star off the tree. And it had a list of family, of, of members of a family on it. There was a mom and there were some kids, different ages. I can't remember if there was a dad or not. And it had um, little um, ideas of what they might like and what their sizes were. So my sisters, my brother, my mom, we all had so much fun, <laughs> so much fun choosing slippers for the mom and little stocking stuffers for the girls and, and got them little toys that that match their ages. And there, I was the oldest of six kids. So we kids really got into it. And my mom just loved it. And we wrapped up all the presents and she piled them into a laundry basket and took them up to the fire station right on the deadline. And the next day they distributed all of those gifts to those families. We were so excited in our mind's eye, we could picture the joy the, the joy that that mom or that little girl was going to have when they saw those gifts that they could put under the tree, that they had something to celebrate with. It brought us such joy. We felt so rich. It was wonderful, wonderful. And then the fire department went out and distributed all of those baskets and there was a knock on our door. And one of the firemen was there with a basket for us. Somebody had submitted our name as a family in need who might appreciate a gift basket at the holidays. And I am here to tell you, I had felt so rich up to that moment. I felt like... I had plenty, I had enough, I was overflowing, I felt generous, I felt kind, all of these wonderful feelings. And when that basket arrived, all of a sudden, I felt poor. I felt poor and nothing had changed except for the story I was telling myself. The story I told myself changed because instead of seeing myself as rich and generous and having plenty to share, I for a, a split second saw myself as being someone in need and poor. I was, I was on the list of poor families. You guys, we've all got stories like that. We've all got stories that for whatever reason shifted the way we saw ourselves, the way we thought about ourselves. But here's the beauty. Here is, here is the beauty in this find the beauty lesson that we're exploring. I got to choose the story I told myself about that basket that arrived at my door. It took me totally by surprise. I did not expect that. I mean, we had just spent our money sharing 
wonderful Christmas stuff with somebody else. Why in the world would somebody see me, us, as needing charity? But the story I chose to tell myself that day transformed the way I looked at giving, the way I looked at receiving. This is the story that I chose. Instead of telling myself, oh, I must be poor. I decided to lean into that feeling of being rich. I had enough to share with someone else and it brought me joy to do it. And so when I received that basket, the story that I decided to tell myself was this, somebody invested their time, their energy and their money in trying to make somebody they didn't even know feel joy just like I had. And you know what? I decided to receive it with joy. The story I told myself was not that I was poor and that I was needy. I know somebody who grew up very, very, very poor. And times were different when she was growing up. She's much older than I am. Times were different. And there weren't a lot of safety nets for people who were very, very poor. And her family was the poorest of poor. And whenever she received charity, the story she told herself was that the other people were lording it over her. She told herself, they feel like they're better than I am. And for all I know, maybe they did feel that way. But I can tell you this, the story she told herself about that changed the way she viewed giving and it changed the way she viewed receiving. She found it very hard to receive a gift from anybody because of that story that she wrote when she was just a child. And I'm, I'm not here to say that that wasn't what happened. But the story she chose to tell herself is what changed everything about how she lived her life from that point on. We all have stories. We get to choose the story we tell ourselves about them. You can tell yourself you are rich and you can behave as rich as you can with the resources you have. You can have pennies in your pocket two pennies to rub together and share one of them with somebody because you feel rich. The story you tell yourself, I have plenty. I've got two. I've got one to spare. I'm going to share that with somebody else. The, that story brings joy and hope and generosity. There are people who have a million dollars who don't want to give any of it to anybody because they don't have enough. They tell themselves when they get $2 million, that's when, that's when they'll start being generous. I'm here to tell you the story that you tell yourself about whether you have enough or you have too little changes the way you behave. And the way you behave creates results. And those results combined are your life. What kind of life? are your stories creating for you? So Kelly, I see a comment here. I remember when my 
and then it broke off. So maybe, maybe your video feed died or maybe you hit enter before you meant it, but um, I'd love to know the rest of your comment. Um, what story, what story are you telling yourself about your circumstances? Is it serving you well? Is it a story that's going to set you up for success? Is it a story that's going to help you to get where you know you want to go? Or is the story you're telling yourself the story that says, I don't have enough, I'm not good enough, that person who made fun of me back when I was in 10th grade was right? What story are you telling yourself? You get to choose your story. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. The stories that we tell ourselves determine how we behave and the way we behave gives us results. Those results are what we see in our life. If you don't like the results that you see in your life, you can choose differently. You can choose differently. When we're in the midst of change, this is really, really important, really important because we can tell ourselves the story that we are the victim that we are being done wrong. We can tell ourselves that we are um, being picked on, right? We're being singled out. And that story might resonate with you, but where is that story taking you? It might also be true, but just because somebody means it a certain way doesn't mean you have to take it that way. You get to choose. There's this lovely, beautiful, inspiring story, one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And it is the story of a, a young man named Joseph who had big dreams. You might be familiar with the story or maybe you've seen the Broadway musical, Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> Wherever you get your information, Joseph was a young man with dreams and he shared his dreams with his brothers and they were jealous and they sold him into slavery. And then he got lied about and thrown into prison and his story was such a roller coaster of, oh, maybe things are getting better. Oh my gosh, no, they're getting worse. His life seemed to be just an endless string of unfortunate events, people doing him wrong, bad luck. But he never told himself the story that he was a victim. He always told himself the story that he had a dream. And that he knew that he was a purposed person. He knew there were good things in his future. He believed that. And because he believed that he was created for good, he had a purpose and a future. He was able to interpret those stories, not as this is the end, but as I don't know where this is heading me, but I know it can't last forever because I've got a dream. I've got a purpose. I have a plan. Ultimately, he became second in command over all of Egypt on the brink of a massive famine. And because of his ability to interpret dreams, because of his connection with God, Joseph was able to save Egypt from a famine. They saved up food. They put away stores in the storehouse. And when the famine hit, they were prepared. In fact, they were so prepared that they had extra to share. And that's where the story gets interesting. That's where the story gets really interesting because one day 
Joseph, in charge of allocating the supplies in the storehouse of Egypt, came face to face with the brothers that had done him wrong, the brothers that had done him dirty, the brothers who had sold him into slavery. He had a choice about the story he chose to tell himself that day. And the story he chose to tell himself determined his behavior and the nature of his life. He had a choice. Was he going to be bitter, angry? Was he going to hold it over their heads, punish them? Or was he going to tell himself a different story, a story that aligned more beautifully with his purpose? That's what he chose. And when his brothers realized that they were talking to the one they had done dirty, sold into slavery, they were scared out of their wits and they should have been. He was a powerful man at that point. And this is the story he chose to tell. Don't worry about it, he said. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. You've got options in the story you tell yourself. You can tell yourself that the stuff that happens to you is there to ruin you. Or you can say, it might look like it's for evil, but I know God means this for good. Your story changes your life. You can behave on the story you choose. You can take action on the story you choose. When you decide that you are rich, even if you have just a few pennies, you can choose to act like a rich person, a truly rich person, with generosity, with kindness, with compassion, with grace. Depends on the story you choose to tell yourself. All right, here's Kelly's story. I remember when my oldest Alex was four, my oldest son Alex was four, we were walking in Kmart and there was a Salvation Army kettle and a man ringing the bell. You guys have seen that, right? I know I have. He asked me, why would he stand in the cold to ring a bell? I explained why. And he took the $3 he earned and put it in the kettle. I was so proud, right? What story? What story were you telling yourself that day? But what story were you telling him? So as we, as we get ready for the holidays, we've all got stories. You get to choose how you fill in the blanks. You get to choose how you interpret it. Understand that the way you interpret your stories changes the way you live your life. It also changes the way your children view life, the way your parents view life, your siblings, the people around you. Make sure the story you tell yourself isn't the story that's going to drag you down, keep you frozen and locked up, keep you stuck. That's not the version you need. You need the version of the story that says, oh, they might think so, but I know differently. I'm created for great things. I have a dream. I know it's worth it. Just because somebody tells me doesn't mean it's true, especially when they're criticizing me, critiquing me, telling me I can't do it, sometimes even worse. Speak 
words of life to yourself. Tell yourself the story that says, well, looks like nobody else believes I can do it, but I believe I can. My friend here believes I can. My coach believes I can. You get to choose. You get to choose. It's find the beauty. There are there are always going to be naysayers. And everything that happens to us, there's a downside. There's a negative. There's always a negative and a positive. It's kind of like batteries, right? <laughs> there's the black and the white, the dark and the light. There's a dark side to everything. But if there's a dark side to everything, it also means there's a light side to everything. Which story are you going to embrace? Find the beauty means we understand that bad things happen, but we also understand that there are good things in the midst of it. Anybody want to share one of your stories? What is one of your stories that you decided to speak truth and light to yourself instead of darkness and negativity? Um, I'd love to know about that. The community would love to know about that. What are you in the midst of right now that if you were to tell yourself a different story about what happened, it would serve you better? Because we get to choose the version of the story that we tell. You guys, this has been a really tough year for many, many, many people on many fronts. 2019 was very tough, or uh, 2020 was very tough. 2021 has been very tough for many people. It may have been very tough for you. I'm almost certain that it has been. I'm here to tell you, you get to choose the version of the story you tell yourself about what this year has been like, and it will determine how you act in 2022. The life you create is based on the actions you take and the actions you take are based on the things you believe. Do you believe you were called for good things, designed with a purpose, created to thrive and to share? Do you feel rich? Do you feel blessed? Do you feel honored? When you feel that way and you behave that way, your life shows the results of somebody who is blessed and honored and purposeful and chosen. It's all in the story you decide to tell yourself. And you can start today. You can start today. What story are you going to choose to change? The version that you've been telling yourself hasn't gotten you what you wanted. So what version will? There's always beauty. The darker the night, the brighter the light. There's always beauty. Look at your story. Choose to find the beauty and act in alignment with that beauty. You are going to see amazing things happen in your life. You are going to see changes that align with what you want, with your goals, with your dreams. They'll be the kinds of change that allow you to grow and influence others. Choose your stories wisely. 
And if you're stuck in a loop somewhere, it's worth asking yourself, what's up with that? Why am I stuck in this version of this story? If it's something in your past, I encourage you, seek counseling. Talk that through. Talk to an expert, somebody who has skills and has trained and can help you to get to the bottom of why you're stuck in that version of the story. There is hope for you, my friend. <laughs> there is hope. You can tell yourself the other version of the story, the version of the story that allows you to thrive and grow and triumph. With that, I am going to wish you all a wonderful week. Thank you. Thank you for being here, for watching, whether you're on live or whether you are watching this on a recording. And I want you to know anytime you can shoot me a message, you can drop a comment. Let me know if what I'm saying is resonating with you and share it with other people. If you know somebody who needs to know what we're talking about here on Sunday Night Live, make sure you introduce them. Um, all right. With that, take care. Enjoy your week. Bye.